Welcome to the No Fame Podcast. Hello, everybody. Justin here with a quick pre-episode message. No Fame is currently sponsored. I know. Amazing, right? We are sponsored by HelloFresh. If you're looking for a spring refresh, try something new. Take your taste buds on a trip, not to a tall, tall tower, and explore different global flavors from around your dinner table with HelloFresh. With 50 weekly options, including a rotating selection of items at HelloFresh Market, there are plenty of delish dishes to choose from no matter the occasion. I think Grimira could probably use some of those. He was getting pretty hungry last episode. So if you are one of our lovely American listeners, you can simply visit hellofresh.nofame.ca to receive up to 16 free meals, plus three surprise gifts across six HelloFresh boxes, plus free shipping. Don't worry, the code will be in the episode description. Now, get out there, get cooking, and let's get on with the show. I would like to pull the second hilt off of my belt, and I'm going to cast Shadow Blade on it. And you can watch the shock travel the wire and disappear up into the darkness behind you. Oh, this belonged to a rock, actually. I, uh, I was up in the mountains, a rock attack. It was, it was crazy. And there's just bees. You see a swarm of bees just start to come out and go around and wander about the place. These bees are so talented. Anybody can just, if they're bleeding out, crawl over to me and uh, reach into my sack and take that uh, healing potion right on out. Roll a DJ check. Lux is going to pull out a gold coin and look at the group and go, Hi oh, guys, look, I think I found a magical item. And he's going to flip it in the air as high as he can. Because it's so dark around, I'm afraid it's going to be like, I'm invisible now. DMs on this podcast are cursed. I think this is a tall, a very, very tall ish tower. Why don't I have dark vision? Roll how many bees? Our stalwart heroes of the realm found themselves in Swanscrest, the capital of the illustrious dominion, at the invitation of their monarchs and old friends, Queen Harry and King Bren, for a big festival. The first night of the festival was enjoyed by everyone, although the same couldn't be said for the morning after. Early that morning, an urgent message from King Bren caught our heroes as they went about their morning business, or, for Lux, avoided it. Rushing to the throne room, you found the king half-conscious and bleeding on the steps of the dais. Queen Harry's throne was overturned, and a blood trail led from the throne to an evil-looking portal. King Bren begged you to go rescue his wife, who had been abducted through the portal. He also made sure to give you a small parting gift— Lux found his own parting gift before jumping through the shrinking portal. After an unpleasant and vaguely sickening transit, the party was deposited in a meadow bounded by barren foothills and a decaying forest. Nestled into the foothills, the base of a tower was built. The tower reached up and disappeared into the low cloud cover, but the sharp eyes of WB-40 and Judge spotted a winged silhouette with an unconscious figure in its grasp, flying towards the upper reaches of the edifice. Some knowledgeable bees informed you of the strangeness of the plant life that surrounded the entrance to the tower. A path between the steep slopes of the foothills led to a set of open doors. You discovered some more actively unpleasant plants, which Grimier took a special dislike to, before entering the tower and battling a horribly disfigured giant and its two-headed dogs. 
feats of acrobatics from Grimier and Lux, and some successful magical hoodwinks from WB and Judge won the day, though. Proving yourselves still effective, after a decade since the war, you looted the corpses and tossed them outside. Get fucked. All right, guys. Welcome to the Tall Tall Tower. You're inside now. Um, and this session, since you're inside, and totally not because I definitely forgot to do it last time, uh, I'll explain some alternate rules that we're going to be using. Uh, hey. So we're going to be using hero points, which are from the DM guide. They are a little different for us. We've altered it a bit. So since our campaign's going to be running a little bit faster than a traditional campaign, there's still a D6 that you guys can use and you can add them to any D20 roll after the roll has been made, but before I say whether it's a success or a failure. Um, and you get two of them per level. They can also be used to turn a failed death save into a success. Um and then we'll be playing, speaking of death saves, with lingering injuries. The triggers for the lingering injuries will be dropping to zero HP and failing a death save by more than five. Uh, if one or both of those things happen to you, I'll roll in the lingering injuries table, which is also in the DM guide. And uh, if you guys are brought back to consciousness, when you're brought back to consciousness, you'll suffer the effects of the injuries. So here you are. You're on the ground floor of this black and evil tower uh, you found out in a realm apart from your own you're surrounded by the filth of the battle you just went through and the general filth of the Fomorian and the devil dogs that were living here a low fire still burns in the central pit although the stench of rotting meat cooking is no longer the most foul scent alright all I chicken scratched down was a bag of 1150 gold gems and yep. Four healing potions? Yep, that's what you got. Hell yeah. I took all the dogs and threw them out through the door. Yes. Get gone. (laughs) Damn disgusting dogs. Are we... That was a fucking entire situation. Are we we going to take... We just came in the front door and already I'm bleeding everywhere. Are we going to do... Does anyone need a little sit down? Are we... How are we doing? Are we okay? Well, I could probably use a short rest as well, mate. Was that what the kids call them these days? Short rests. Well, I mean, just a quick, just a little quick breather. Most not opposed to anybody just kicking their feet up after a fruitful slaughter. It was almost us. By the way, we've got some healing potions here. Anybody's interested? Lux takes one out of your hand immediately. Well, there you go. Should we save those? That feels like valuable resources. I was just going to put it in my bag there. Oh, oh fair listen. Not a bad idea. Everybody should stock up on these things. Are you going to put it in your sack? Well, it's not his sack. It was <laughs> Bren's sack, right? Listen. It's a... It's a friendship sack. It's all of our sack. Communal sack. Mm, communal makes it feel a little too... A sack of all trades. Yes. This sack has... Uh, there are requirements for this sack. Oh. Um, but yeah, I can put them in the sack, and uh, anybody can just, if they're bleeding out, crawl over to me and uh, reach into my sack and take that uh, healing potion right on out. But I mean, if you're interested. Nothing wrong there. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm going I'm to keep this one. All right. I'm good on sack potions for now. 
I feel like, Grimir, you should probably take a couple. You uh, took a couple real uh, wallops there, and uh, I don't know if I'm going to be able to get to you every single time. Well, I just needed to get into the mix, bring all the attention on me, and, you know. All right, I'm just going to go ahead and give three of these to you. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Are they regulars? Normies? Yes. Little baby potions? Bunch of fucking normies. Bunch of fucking normies. Uh, Are we short resting? We can certainly try. Lux is already laying down, taking a rest. I can, I'm going to go up and close the doors, the big, the huge main doors. Do they close? Because they were open when we got here. So do they actually close or? Yeah. Yeah. They're, they might be a little bit rusty, but uh, they're still functional. They were just open because the Fomorian was hanging out with its dogs that run in and out. Oh, yeah. Playing fetch. Uh, Playing evil trying fetch. Air, trying to air out the spot. <laughs> Actually, probably it. That's probably it, right? <laughs> uh, WB is going to sit down on one of the uh, steps on the stairs, and he's just 100% motionless when he sits down resting. It's kind of uncanny to look at. It's almost like just a, a statue all of a sudden. And there's just bees. You see a swarm of bees just start to come out and go around and wander about the place. Lux moves up two steps away from all of the bees. One of them follows. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, Grimir, the fire's still going, yeah? Yeah, it's low. It's like burning out, but it's still cold. And the Fomorian had like a, a great club or something, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And if he did, maybe he did now. <laughs> no, <laughs> no if, if, if it was his standard weapon, yeah, it's yeah. a big wooden club. Yeah, I remember, I think I remember it hitting. Taking me. a hit from it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Grimir will take the club and just toss it on the fire. And if it's magical, it won't burn, right? So anyway, he, just to keep the fire going a little bit for our little short rest, and he sits down and off his back, he unhooks the little scroll case and, and the, the fairly large book. Uh, it looks normal in his hands, but Grimir's eight odd feet tall, so it, it's a huge fucking tome that he carries around. Uh, and he, like, just opens it up and he takes out, like, a quill and, uh, and like, little ink pots and sits down, like, next to the fire and just, like... He doesn't have spectacles, but uh, I was about to go like, oh, he puts on spectacles. No, he doesn't have spectacles. <laughs> and he just like is jotting down whatever um, during the short rest. I feel like him holding a full-size quill is like me holding this tiny little screw. Yeah. Oh, this belonged to a rock, actually. I uh, I was up in the mountains, a rock attacked. It was, it was crazy. I believe that's called a landslide. Oh, I thought you were asleep. Jesus. Christ. I don't know who that is. Muhammad! Judge is going to make his way up to, uh, you said the two stairs kind of went up to a platform and there was a door at the back of the platform? Yeah. Judge is just going to post up there and just kind of like stare at the door in case it opens up. Okay. Actually, he's going to, before he sits down, do a little perception check to see if he can hear anything. Okay. Give him Roll a little perception. sniff with his Minotaur nose. Like, does he hear with his nose? <laughs> he does. <laughs> See if I can hear anything. <laughs> he has that weird synesthesia well, where uh, you can oh. smell sound. Yeah. 
as you sniff deeply, uh, unfortunately, you get a real whiff from down at the bottom of the stairs where all the uh, corpses and bodily fluids were laying. Um, and it shakes you for a second, but there doesn't appear to be any noises coming from outside of the room that you're in. Ah, oh, the tears of war. <laughs> it's pungent. Uh, right. Judge will just sit down there and look at the door. Okay. While WB40 is uh, sitting down very still and the bees are wandering about, uh, they're going to do a perception check for him. Okay. Roll how many bees? 24 bees. 24 bees. These bees go everywhere. Um, They buzz all around the bottom floor of the tower. They even buzz outside a little bit, uh, up to where Judge is sitting, see if they can get under the door a little bit, but the doors are uh, actually quite well made. The seals are quite quite close. Um, So the bees don't find anything either. All right. And we All right. short rest without any issues. Yeah. <laughs> Do we? Yes. Hey. Short rest. <laughs> I was joking. Short rest acquired. Amazing. I get all of my things back. Thank fuck. <laughs> Judge gets absolutely nothing. Yeah. I'm going to use half my hit dice. Yeah, I'm going to use five of my hit dice. Yeah, I'm also using five of my hit dice. Recharging everything on a long rest is a bad call for a dungeon crawl. You got a beefy amount of spell slots. Does your does any of your divine shit come back on a short rest? Uh, yeah, that's the only thing is my channel divinity, but those aren't uh, they're not the the best. Oh, I don't get my runic shield. That's okay. Okay, so what are you guys doing after your short rest? I say we pack it up and head on home. Job well done, everyone. Job done. You did Let's pretty go. good here. Sorry, Thanks, Queen. Man. Sorry, Harry. We tried. We did try. It was crazy. Dogs. <laughs> nope. By the name of this sack, we have to find Queen Harry. Yes, yes, yes. Let's keep going. Lux is going to pull out a gold coin and look at the group and go, Oi, guys, look, I think I found a magical item. And he's going to flip it in the air as high as he can. And while everybody's attention is on the gold coin, he's going to cast mere image on himself using a sorcery point to extend it. To 24 hours. I was going to Ooh. say earlier, uh, because last episode, <laughs> I did say in game that I wanted to keep an eye. I wanted to position myself so I could see everyone in case I needed to runic shield them. Uh, and then Lux Misty stepped up the staircase and slid down in a very showboaty way while also taking out the Fremorian. Uh, in doing so, which feels like it would have caught the attention. So I'm wondering, is that a role maybe that I could make to realize that Lux, because we've all known each other for a while, right? So I feel like we'd, oh, yeah. we'd be aware that Lux doesn't like magic. <laughs> yeah, you could for sure call me out on it. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just curious. I feel, like Judge, I feel like Judge knows anyway, just with his passive perception and everything. Yeah. And just seeing him around and stuff, but he's just like, Mine is garbage, though. I'm that's not why a yum I'm, yucker, so if that's, that's what I'm you want to do. <laughs> my perception is just 10. My passive, I mean, is, is a simple 10. But I did my say... My passive is 18. I was watching. You probably would have seen it, but did you put it together? 
Now, should I make an intelligence check? I'm not dumb. I think that would be more the... I, I genuinely don't understand why Lux is hiding his magic I so 19. I just feel like WB40 just doesn't care. It's yeah. just a thing that's happening. Um, Justin, did you roll a 19 on one of your dice? I did roll a 19 on one of my dice. <laughs> I made this one just for career. Hmm. All right, everybody. I'm up here at the uh, the door. I think if this is a tall, a very, very tall-ish tower, uh, we should make our way upwards. Um, after all, that is where the flying creature was going. So uh, I think up over these stairs is the best place for us to go. We ascend the staircase. Uh, is this door locked? Are you trying it? I would love to. The door is not locked. It opens. Uh, judge opens up. All right. Follow me. I was lucky. <laughs> judge opens up the door. <laughs> judge dies. Four Luxes walk up the stairs. Uh, once inside, can I do another perception check with my eyes? Definitely. <laughs> um, I'll say off the bat, uh, when you open the doors, you guys, with the very, very faint glow from the fire, just see the start of another set of stairs, and it's completely dark beyond. So if my player cheat sheet is correct, only Lux has dark vision? I do. I hope your guys' calves are in for a workout. Why don't I have dark vision? Oh, you have it too, Justin? No, I was... Why don't I? Why don't I have it? Oh, yeah. God I was surprised. Yeah. Only the human. Break out a torch. I'm going to cast light on a bee and just have him fly above us. A light bee. What a delightful experience. Oh my god. I was thinking it, you said it. (laughs) I hate it. I don't like that. (laughs) Thanks, I hate it. Thanks, I hate it. (laughs) Yeah, it it just doesn't feel right. (laughs) You make your way up the stairs. Uh, They slowly curve um, so you can tell that it's a rather large uh, spiral staircase but it is still a spiral staircase. Um, As you walk up the darkness that surrounds you seems to have a weight to it. You can feel it around the edges of your vision, around the edges of the light source that the bee is casting, like it's waiting to envelope you all. There are no sounds, except the sounds that you guys make as you move. Footfalls, the occasional pebble coming loose from the ancient stone staircase. The ceiling croaches low above you for a while. Judge, you're forced to stoop and groom here as well. Only later to expand up past where you can see even with the range of the bees flight the walls from what you can see are roughly hewn stone with evidence of neglect there's more fungus creeping out from the joins in the masonry no buzz of warning comes from the bees but there is an ever-present feeling that danger is near similar to what some of you experienced when you moved through the portal something feels like it's watching you continue to climb The tower begins to grow warm. The air turns muggy and the growth on the walls is thicker. You can smell decay. You continue climbing. The heat intensifies, leaves you guys sweating in your armor as you climb. The staircase just keeps going. The heat finally begins to fade and something sharp burns your nostrils. That fades as well. The temperature drops drastically and quickly, frost appearing on what you think is probably the outer wall of the tower. You continue to climb, sweat now chilly and uncomfortable in your skin. Abruptly at this point, the staircase ends 
at an ancient looking stone door. You have no idea how long you've been climbing. There's no way to tell how much of the day has passed. You can't see outside. It's been dark except for the light of the bee the whole time. The door that you've come up against is black, although it's difficult to tell if that's the natural color of the stone or maybe some stain from the amount of time it's been there. In the center of the door, a large gold disc shines in the reflected light. There's metal hardware on the door, blackened with age, handles and hinges that look old and corroded. But the gold disc in the middle shines like something freshly polished. Well, I mean, that's got to be a trap, right? I mean, uh, everything else is dark as hell, and Grimir's like waving his torch wildly. Are, <laughs> as he says are there any, any markings on this golden disc? It's polished to a mirror shine. It's slightly concave. I can make out, it says MP3 CD right here. (laughs) I thought it was a laser disc. CD-ROM. Interesting. Ancient technology. Can I use Mage Hand to attempt to move the disc? Uh, Sure. How much would your Mage Hand lift? Do the stairs lead directly to the door, or is there like a platform that we don't have to be like immediately in front of the door when WB pulls the disc? You turn the disc, and we hear, yeah. (laughs) Roll a DJ check. A BJ check. Oh no! Wait, no, 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 no! no. no. We got so excited and then so disappointed. We found it. (laughs) I realized as I was, I was like, oh no. You spoke before you thought. I usually do. And we thank you for it. In other news, the, uh, the hand can't attack, activate magic items, or carry more than 10 pounds. Okay, you can, you can wiggle it you can tell the mage hand would be able to pull it off the door if you wanted to it moves a little bit the disc can be moved i'm currently wiggling it with an invisible bee do we want to uh i'm sorry did you say it was concave or convex cave it depends which way you're looking at it it's true i guess this is true all about perspective it is all about perspective can we try and put some light source directly into the middle of it? The bee with light lands in the center of the disc. Mm, that's what I'm talking about. Is this this is a real bee that you cast light on? You cast it light on a creature? Yep. It is an actual functioning bee. Okay. okay. <laughs> functional. Of course bee. he's functioning. He's creating light. It's amazing. Bees <laughs> <laughs> are so talented. <laughs> As you uh, as you send your bee over and it gets close, just as it's about to touch down, you see a small static shock goes between the bee and the gold disc, which doesn't make any sense. But then you see it run up a wire that you didn't notice, and you can watch the shock travel the wire and disappear up into the darkness behind you. Over the stairs that you just traversed, tentacles descend and they end in horrible toothy looking maws. A globed body follows after them. You guys are rolling initiative. 
God. I knew it was a trap. Like, did I? That's what well, we're looking for. Why didn't you, you did stop the bee it. then, Mike? Oh, the bee is it. so cute, though, right? How can you say no? No, no you did say it. I heard it. I got a nat 20 for initiative. Ooh. On Justin's dice. Oh, yeah. It's not my dice. Well, I got a 13. Judge got a juicy 14. WB40 got 14 Bs. Surprising no one. Lux is up first. Lux, you whip around and see these tentacles descending from the darkness of the high ceiling above the stairs. They look like they have little fanged mouths on the end of them, and behind them, a large bulbous body floats down from the ceiling. What would you like to do? I would like to pull the second hilt off of my belt, and I'm going to cast Shadow Blade on it. So it looks like my sunblade, but made of shadows. Um, I'm also going to use a second sorcery point to make that last for 24 hours. And then I will attack this tentacle coming at us. What if it's friendly? A frenticle. It doesn't look friendly. But how can you be sure? I've met friendly tentacles before. Um, And so would you say that this is a dark or dimly lit place? I would certainly say that. Shadowblade gets advantage in dim or dark spaces. I got a 22 to hit. Hell yeah. A 22 hits. Beauty. So I also get sneak attack. So that'll be eight psychic damage. Okay. And then 11 sneak attack damage. Okay. 19 total. Yeah. Is it the sneak attack is just like slashing or whatever? Yeah, it's just regular, but it is a magical weapon. So. Okay. Sorry. Can you describe what your blade looks like when you activate it again? It is a shadowy, wavy, like almost like a mist comes out of the hilt into a long, slightly curved, one-edged sword. Okay. Uh, Then with that blade, you take a slash at these descending tentacles and you manage to catch a couple of them because they're all reaching for the people that it can sense in front of it. You cause them to snap back and retract and you hear some of the mouths hissing and with that initial attack um, the the creature draws back for a moment and then rushes forward you guys are all clustered up by the door yeah mm-hmm. yeah yes. um, so it's are. going to get right up in front of you guys and make three tentacle attacks. That's not what you want. It's going to make the first one against Lux. 25 to hit. I rolled an 18, so it hits one of my duplicates. Okay. Uh, I now have two left. It just destroys it automatically. Angered because you already injured it. It's going to make another tentacle attack at you. 20, 30, 20. It's my second duplicate. Okay. Because <laughs> I rolled a 10 and I needed an 8. I'm just dancing next to it. Yeah. Uh, fever pitch. Wants your blood. Oh, Going my- at you again. That time it's a 16 to hit. <laughs> uh, I rolled a 16 and needs to get an 11, so it hits my last duplicate. <laughs> okay. 
a extremely frustrated, even though you don't know what speech this creature speaks through, you can you can hear the frustration in all of its tentacle maws screeches. And, Grandma, uh, I think this thing's evil. You gotta get it. It's obvious that it's evil. We could all see that it's evil. Yeah, it's Yarn. gonna stay in front of you guys. Uh, so now we're on to WB and Judge. You guys can either choose. You can go with highest decks or whatever you want to do. Uh, I think it would be um, beneficial for me to go first. Be beneficial? Yes. Beneficial. Beneficial. I'm going to cast Fairy Fire on hey, the thing. Because it's so Good dark call. around. I'm afraid it's going to be like... I'm when, invisible now. Yeah, yeah. It needs to make a deck save. Okay. Also, I want to cast it so that we're not inside of the 20-foot <laughs> cube. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and assume that that a seven fails. It does. Yeah. So uh, you just see a swarm of spectral bees come out and start flying around. It's a little tiny, like, pink and purple spectral bees flitting about. A bunch of them <laughs> land on this thing. You see the tentacles uh, start to try and swat at them, and then some other sense seems to catch it, and it realizes that they're not living beings and it ignores them it realizes they're not living beings beings Beings. (laughs) are the creature and the tentacle things separate or does the creature have tentacles the creature has tentacles oh so it's one creature there isn't like eldritch tentacles no it it floated down from the ceiling behind you but preceded by its own tentacles copy so now illuminated by this fairy fire, how large is this creature? This creature, one might say, is large. Large. All right, Judge is going to take a shield, kind of stamp it up. And, all right, Judge is ruling. You need to slow down, bucko. I'm going to cast slow on him. He's make a wisdom saving throw. Wisdom save. DMs on this podcast are cursed. Uh, <laughs> that's a 12. No, fail. Okay. So he's All slow. Right. Can you read me out what that does? So an affected target's speed is halved. It takes a minus two penalty to AC and deck saving throws. And it can't use any reactions. On its turn, it can either use an action or a bonus action, not both. Regardless, the creature's abilities are magic items. Uh, it can't make any more than one melee or ranged attack during its turn. Does it cast spells? If it casts spells, it has some stuff, too. You want me to just read it anyway so you don't give anything away? Uh, yeah. Okay. All right. If a creature attempts to cast a spell with a casting time of one action, roll a d20 on an 11 or higher. The spell doesn't take effect until the creature's next turn. And the creature <sighs> must use its action on that turn to complete the spell. Mm-hmm. That's brutal. Yeah, that's rough. If it can't, yeah. the spell's wasted. It can make a wisdom save at the end of its next turn. If I were Sinead, my reaction right now would be, go fuck yourself, Dick Dick. <laughs> yeah. Just so you know, it has legendary resistances. No slow for you. Oh, weird. The tower collapsed? Strange. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what is it? My, my favorite thing ever is right on the inside of the DM thing. It says, uh, 
Third, if you're not sure what to do next, feign illness, end the session early, and plot your next move. When all else fails, roll a bunch of dice behind your screen, study them for a moment with a look of deep concern mixed with regret, let loose a I, heavy sigh, and announce that Tiamat swoops down from the sky and attacks. <laughs> Tiamat's here, fuck. No, okay, I don't say anything about Tiamat, but I do that as a DM so much where I'll just roll a bunch of dice, and then I'll just kind of like look at them, and then just kind of like look at my screen. <laughs> and then I'm like, all right, okay, no, go on, go on. Like, as it, and then everybody just immediately, like, whatever they were thinking they were going to do completely changes, and it just, it buys me time. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Judge is done? Yep. Um, judge don't have any bonus actions. It's a damn shame. Um, oh, hang on now. I was going to say... It's because my voice of authority, if I cast a spell... Yeah, that's for the allies to get an attack, yeah? Yeah, because it says I can cast this spell around six creatures. So I'm assuming that this spell is negated from them. All right. I was just yeah. trying to weasel my way into getting somebody to take an opportunity. <laughs> I understand the attack. instinct, and no. <laughs> yep. And Judge is ruling. Get fucked. <laughs> All right, that is the end of Judge's turn. Uh, I will collapse my shield back into a shield and just stand there, just ready to go. Okay. Grimier, you see a uh, now rather slow-moving tentacled being hovering in front of your party. You were probably sort of in the middle of the group. Uh, Yeah, I'd probably be... Yeah, that that sounds accurate. Yeah. So it's it's up against Lux at the back of the group. Um, what do you want to do? Vermeer is going to use his bonus because you said it's a large creature, yeah. It is a large creature. Uh, I'm going to bonus action shield master shove, uh, which is a acrobatics or athletics check from your boy, and I get to do a contested against my um, athletics. Okay. They got a 22. Oof. Okay, they're not prone, <laughs> is what we're learning. Uh, so I'm just going to use, I'm going to make my two attacks with Bloodsbane then. Uh, if that's the case, uh, that's 26 to hit for the first one. That hits. You get advantage and with Fairy Fire, right? You do get advantage with Fairy Fire. Oh, and his AC yes, that is correct. Uh, 26 was the highest of those two. And advantage, uh, even higher, 27 for the second attack. Yeah. Uh, and that is oh, where my teammates? Why are I prepared? I'm so unprepared. Oh, garbage damage. Uh, Seventeen damage total slashing. Garbage type. Garbage type. And I'm going to stay flanking from like Lux to try to benefit his sneak attack or advantage. Oh, I mean, we already have advantage, so never mind. I'll just yeah. stay in melee with it. It's fine. Okay. Why does everything have tendrils? The mushrooms. <laughs> this. Is evil. this. Tendrils instantly means evil. I'm going to. I wouldn't say that. Tell that to my good friend, the Gorgon. She's wonderful. Who? Don't Gorgons turn people to stone? Well, some people call her Medusa, but I've heard uh, heard bad things about her. But no, whatever. I'm uh... she's just misunderstood. Oh, okay. Uh, background to Lux. Uh, so Lux is gonna look over Grimier, and he's gonna do like that thing that boxers do, where they switch their feet back and forth real quick. And say, it's okay, mate. I get sneak attack as long as I'm within five feet. You don't need to be anywhere close. And then attack with the shadow blade and pull out his dagger and attack with that as well. Oh, yeah. Okay. 
I'm assuming a 28 hits. Yeah. It's a fair assumption. Okay, mid-level is a bit <laughs> wild. <laughs> so that's 13 psychic damage and 12 slashing damage. So 25 total? Yep. And then with the dagger, that's a 25 to hit. Yeah, okay. <laughs> okay. Three more slashing damage. Okay. Three more tentacular monsters <laughs> All right. fall from the sky. Coming in with the <laughs> two-handed fighting, Lux takes another uh, whirlwind of slashes at the tentacles that are reaching out from this bulbous creature and does does some more damage. You can see bodily fluids dripping from these tentacles and not just at the mouths anymore. That's gross. <laughs> that is very gross. All right, now we're back to the creature. Uh, there's no save on slow, correct? At the end of their turn, they make another wisdom save. Oh, at the end? Okay. Um, they are going to take the disengage action and fly 15 feet straight up. Thank you so much for listening to the No Fame Podcast. The best way to support the show is just by listening, which you're already doing. Amazing. The second best way to support our show is by telling your friends. Hey, why not, right? You can find links to our podcast, YouTube, Discord channel, social media, and so much more at nofame.ca. You can support the show for as little as a toonie at patreon.com slash nofamepod or buy us a coffee at ko-fi.com slash nofamepod. Thanks again for listening, and we will catch you later on. be able to heal with a short rest on D&D Beyond. Well, is there it's a annoying. flock of crows in your house? I was wondering if you guys could hear them. Aren't I they think, loud? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I thought that was in the music. I didn't even... No, that's my house. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Holy <laughs> shit. How do you sleep? Legit they're not usually the like this. Maybe they're having a funeral. They're just screaming at someone. Yeah. Give me your spoon. <laughs> Shiny!